Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Phil Goldberg. Hello. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, buddy? Um, I see you're in the studio. We're trying to get the, the gear to work properly, but I, I can hear you okay. I, I, I'm not sure that the, the microphone Quit is... fucking making excuses for people and us, for God's sakes. For, I don't want to hear it anymore. The next time you do that, Matt, I'm telling you, I'm just going to unplug because, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. The people will get over it. People, you hear that? Get over it. <laughs> All right. Uh, CarCast, welcome. Here we go. Uh, yeah, um, I just kind of wanted to uh, get into a few things. I know the uh, Tokyo Auto Salon was going on, um, and that's just turned into a, a huge event over the years. And I have never had a chance to go. I've never been to Japan, but uh, you used to wrestle quite a bit out there, right? Yeah, but I, it didn't mean that I liked their car culture. But um, <laughs> yeah, I used to wrestle out there. It was awesome. People were wonderful. They do have an unbelievable car culture. It's just that I, I'm not the biggest fan, mainly because I couldn't fit in any of their cars, that, which is normal. Yeah, that's actually that, that actually makes sense. It's uh, true. It's, I mean, it's so that's it, like, <laughs> why get involved in it if, if I can't take, partake, right? So but, you know, the, I the, appreciate it exponentially, but the, I, I the, the event itself looks uh, looks impressive, and I know some people that have gone over the years, and I've got a couple friends out there now um, checking it out, even for the first time. And it's just uh, how it just sort of takes over. It's kind of a I I don't know how to really explain it. It's sort of a a public car show meets a SEMA show uh, because there's there's definitely some high end builds cool. and booths and and just and and you're right. It's like it doesn't it doesn't have to be all of the same type of cars and style that you're into to appreciate the culture and what they're doing and, and the amount of work that they put in. And listen, I'm not a huge fan of low riders, but every time I see one, I'm like, there's so much work into this thing. I was like, I was just going to point out when I was on garage Mahal, I remember going down to, to South LA and doing a, a low rider episode. And, and I, you could, wouldn't catch me dead in one of them, right? Prior, but after seeing what goes into them, and especially forget the hydraulics, the paint that goes on these cars. Oh my gosh, the engravings, the, the paint. These have, it, it's it's absolutely unreal. So you have to greatly appreciate the time and effort that goes into what they do. Uh, one of the uh, the companies that seems to be making waves over there is Liberty Walk. They're a, a tuner, and they have done some really kind of over the top builds and been getting a lot of attention by doing it on some very, very valuable cars. Now I can't say for sure what they started with the condition of the car, if it was wrecked or whatever, but I think it was a year or so ago, they did a Ferrari F40 and yeah, on one hand, it's like, it's a little cringeworthy going, Oh, this is millions of dollars. And you guys really kind of cut it up. But they they personalized it in a way that it, it made it very interesting. Uh, it's uh, it's got a lot of attention, a lot of press. It it could be worth more right now. I don't know if it's worth more in ten years from now, but uh, they did something really kind of cool with that car. Um, and look, it it did whatever it needed to do for their shop, I guess. Right, like it got them a lot of attention. Uh, and the crazy body kit that they made for the F40, you could buy. I don't know how many people are buying them and putting them on the F40s, uh, but uh, but you I'd could. Say, you, I'd say zero. 
Yeah, I. that's a good question. I. No, come on. Let's be honest. You see what these things are pulling at auction right now, the F-40s? My brother's got yeah. one. He's yeah. very yeah. attentive of what's going on. There is no way. There, nobody is going to do that to their F-40. Not I, right now. You know what? I was thinking back. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to meet um, uh, Ari Rosenbaum. He had Spectre Performance. And he had the land speed car. He brought it to the studio that like the, the, the missile shaped car that he brought with the Cadillac engine in it. And he did some land speed stuff in an F 40 put like, like the flat, like moon eyes type disc wheels on it. And I think he even had uh, a big block Chevy or even a big Cadillac engine or something in the vehicle. Like the Ferrari engine was out at one point, but that car has been through so many iterations, like and went back to the Ferrari engine, and I and I wonder if if a guy that like would that be would be a candidate. That would be a pretty good candidate. He's done so many things with the car, and listen, let's not. He's well off. He's got other cars, other Ferraris, and things like that. So I don't, I don't think he's looking at, you know, like a like a fresh F forty going. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put wide fender flares and all kinds of stuff on it, but. Uh, but that could be interesting, especially if you wanted to bring it back and do another like land speed thing or some, you know, hill climb event. And well, he... if if their iteration gives him better, you know, slipstream than what he was running, yeah, right. I if it had better arrow, it certainly has more tire on the ground. Maybe he's looking for traction. Uh, uh, maybe not in top speed, land speed stuff, but uh, but who knows? But anyway, it's just kind of an I uh, a thought was. Uh, what they did there. And then this year they brought out a Lamborghini Countach. Um, My neighbor Countach. has a 5,000 mile Countach. I don't believe he's going to be buying a Liberty Walk uh, kit for it to be putting on it to, to increase the value of the vehicle. Nor do I believe that anyone with a Countach that has a, that in any shape whatsoever would buy a kit. I, I'm sure that's not their target market. It sure can't be. But, you know, I can appreciate what they've done because I looked at those pictures and the cars look pretty damn cool. They're right there. They're pretty spot on, too. They did a great job on this kit. I would say that I'm I kind of like the F40 a little bit more than than the Countach. There's a few lines on the Countach that are are tough to sort of extend, if you will. What's what's kind of going on on the front end and the sky side skirts are a little. A little chunky, a little much for me, but. Um, if they push like you the said, dash away from the from the driver in the F40, at least three or four inches, I'll I'll try one out. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I listen. I I drove a Countach as well, and the Countach um, uh, is interesting to me. Is the the pedal box is off to the right. The clutch is heavy, so you got to use a shoe. But the gas and the brake are so close together. Uh, along the transmission tunnel, not the transmission tunnel, but there's there's a hump there, um, and you can't wear a shoe, so you have to be like like a heavy boot on your left foot and barefoot on your right foot to drive it. Uh, and I know, familiar. and I know, I said this before. It's like you can't really see out of it, but you know, if you're in a Countach, most people just see you. You know, yeah, especially well, I mean, if it's if it's if it's a bright red Countach or uh, like I was driving. Um, Anyway, these in a show like uh, Tokyo Auto Salon being so huge and so many vehicles there and so many cars and so many builds, a little like sure. SEMA for a company like Liberty Walk to stand out with a build like this, uh, um, that's 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 commendable. Like in that sea of of crazy builds out there, this 
is the car that seems to be standing out. And for a couple years in a row now that they've been getting a lot of attention. So, um, anyway, it's, it's a cool piece. Uh, it's like I said, I, I think it's more of a, a really cool marketing piece for, for their company. Um, but I, yeah, I, it don't, works. I, just, I you know, the Countach more than the F40, I think they'll sell a kit. I think someone will do this. Now the Countach has been really gaining in more, value. I don't know if it's not be close to the F40. Right it's now. not close. It's no. been gaining value. Like you said, it's over. I don't know. What would it be? What would it be? What's the market for? A, well, you know, if, if you get it, if you get into something early, early Countach and some of the rarer versions, like the Periscope and stuff, I think they're over a million bucks now, probably more than that. But I think you can get into a Countach for still under a million bucks. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, and and there's probably some instances you're probably around you know four or five hundred thousand, uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, for the for the Countach for sure. But there's there's a few that are that are rare and are pretty pretty high up there. Um, this one that they did looks like one of the last versions. Um, Pagani, I believe, was the designer there toward the end, like the 25th anniversary Countach that has like mm-hmm. the cheese grater vents on it, kind of like the Testarossa on the side and yeah. in the back. I believe that was a Pagani design before he left and started his own company. Um, and that looks kind of like what's going on with the Liberty Walk car. Now, I don't know if they took that design and ran with it, or that's the vehicle that they started with, one of the later ones, but that's kind of what it looks like to me. It has some of those vents and stuff to it. Uh, it's cool. It's interesting. It's just it would just be a tough pill to swallow if you were going to do that to your car. Listen, if you had, if you were racing these cars back in the day, but I don't think there was any real racing Countaches, but if you were racing them and you had, you know, two frame chassis and bodies in white and things like that, and you wanted to, to shock that's the, different. the community, then, then for sure. We, we talked about this years ago with, uh, with Adam Krola was restoring one of his Lamborghinis, like a 400 GT. And he had two of them. Um, and they, at the time they were, you know, I don't know, $150,000 cars. Uh, they've gone up quite a bit. They're not a million bucks. They're, they're half a million dollar cars, but they've, they've gone up significantly. And we had a conversation with ring brothers going, what do you think about Lamborghini? And they, they, they love the idea. They're like, we would never get an opportunity like this. I just don't know if it, if it makes sense to do because nobody, and this was years ago. Uh, like the rings haven't really changed the guys, but the cars that they've done have, have been more over the top, but not necessarily starting with a, an expensive car. Probably the Rolls Royce that they just did at SEMA was probably the biggest sort of jumping off point of, mm. of the vehicle is in terms of value that they've, they probably started with. I mean, their Pantera was, was, pretty interesting as well that's not you know it's not a five thousand dollar car um i would love to have seen what they could have done with the lamborghini the 400 gt and that's not to say it would be worth more or less it's tough to say because obviously rings are a premium builder right now and cars that they're building are getting attention and are doing pretty well like at barrett jackson and in the aftermarket you know but the, they're I, in a class of their of their own. I what do you think? Do you think? Do you think you take a 
arguably a $400,000 Lamborghini 400 GT. You give it to the Rings brothers. They do their thing. Is it worth more or less? More. 100%. You think more? Yeah. 100%. Can I say that with other builders, builders out there? No. Can I say that with conviction about the Ring brothers? Yes. I, I would tell I you mean, that, that's my I, opinion. I, I don't think Adam would have lost on that car. But by the way, it wasn't 400000 at the time. That's the value now. Adam bought the car for like 120000 And it was a shell and a bucket of bolts, bolts. It was all there. It just wasn't completely done. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like he was going to buy it for four hundred and then give the Bring, Ring Brothers a bunch of money and be into it for 800000 yeah. He would have been into it for four or 500000 And I think it would have been worth every bit of that. You know, Most I think definitely. it would have been, and it would have gotten a lot of attention, right? Because nobody, yeah. nobody would have done that type of car. But again, like what Liberty Walk is doing, nobody would have done these types of Please cars. Don't, so these but, guys but don't put those, <laughs> don't put those guys so close together. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I haven't seen these cars in person. I can't say for sure what's going on, but it's a different type of build. Like these guys are making body kits and stuff uh, from scratch, I assume. Whereas the rings are really kind of doing a coachwork thing in a different style. It's not, uh, listen, I, I obviously have a preference. I think we have a preference. We like what the type of building that a Ring Brothers or a Troy Trepanier or a Bobby Alloway or, or whatever would, would be doing compared to this, the the kind of flared fender kind of bolt-on look. Um, it's got a racy look to it, but not necessarily my, my style. In a racing car, I get it, but on the street, I think our listeners would like to move on from. Yeah. Um, what's going on in your garage? I see you're you're been hammering away on the uh, on the Cobra, literally. Saw you got the body off. Saw the new YouTube video going up there. Um, what what's the status of the Cobra? What's next? <laughs> what's everything? Everything's <laughs> next. Now that it's all <laughs> apart, so everything is next. Yeah, I just got off the phone with Will Beatty. We're talking about the clutch in it. You know, I got Ron Francis wiring on its way, and then be cool radiator. So I mean, the, like the list. You know how it is. Yeah, right. um, you rip this. You rip these things apart, and then you you start making the list, and then you check it twice, and then you fill in the blanks. And um, I don't know if you could see it, but the GTX, I put the GTX up because that's that's the next project that's going to be done unilaterally while the Cobra's being done. You, the Cobra, first and foremost, has got to go out for fiberglass work. Uh, and Sierra, the dealership that I got my, that I got the the uh, demons from. Yeah, they've got a uh, 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 RV uh, center, and so the, you know, they specialize in fiberglass. I'm going to take the body over there. Get it finished over there, and then get it up to Xpel. Xpel is going to wrap it. It's going to come down here. Suspension work, bing bang boom. Everything's going to be done. The only thing that's not going to be massage is the motor. Everything else is going to be changed. The um, motor is healthy. It doesn't need any freshening up or anything. I mean, I'm going to freshen it up, but I'm not going to change it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, right. Because I mean, that's the point. That was built around that motor. Exactly. Yeah. Brakes are going to be done. Uh, shocks will be done. Rear end will be done. I mean, new wheels, new tires, uh, a bunch of powder coating, uh, most of the trim, most of the co- of the, uh, the chrome trim is all going to be flat, or not flat black, uh, semi-gloss. The car will be flat black. Uh, the, the roll cage will be done. The side pipes are going to be done. Richard's going to be out in a couple months, and he's going to do custom side pipes for it uh, through Magnaflow. Yeah, through Magnaflow. He's got some great ideas for it, so... 
Um, now, all, all the chrome pieces, all that metal is going to be stripped down. Is it going to be painted or are you going to do like a Cerakote or something? Because I did kind of an off black Cerakote on my, the, the door handles on the 95 Lightning. They're that awesome. Made. Yeah. And I, I, I like the way those came out. You guys probably uh, are familiar with it, with, with guns firearms. and stuff, your firearms. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the way that that came out because we, you know, we 3d printed the, the billet and stuff. And I, I wanted to, to keep it black, but I didn't want a gloss black on the gloss truck. Um, it just had well, too it much depends. If I get, yeah. if I can get Serico guys on board with Goldberg's garage, then that's who does it. Right. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, it's all got to be sent to the same place. I talked to Dakota digital. They mentioned about the, the bezels and they will send me the bezels so that we can get them powder coated or Cerakoted so that every single thing matches and then send them back to them and they'll build them. You know, the whole story, but right, it's yeah. all about uniformity. And um, that's, that's the way to do it. You got to put together, you know, a, a package of everything labeled and then send it out and just do it all at once, especially if you're going to do it all at, at the same color, it needs to be all kind of shot. Excuse me. Shot it's, all, it's, it's all shoved in the corner over there about ready to go. So label it, make sure you label everything. Done. <laughs> Believe me. I mean, the, the, the Cobra is such a rudimentary project, dude. I mean, I say a three-year-old could do it, but if I screw up along the way, then they're going to go, shit, you're not even as smart as a three-year-old. But yeah, it's the perfect, perfect vehicle to work on. Perfect one to start on, especially for some guy like me. Who's an when, when you took it apart, was there anything unexpected? Something you didn't know about the car, something you weren't expected? Uh, or was it all pretty much what you anticipated? Pretty much what I anticipated. I mean, it, it truly... The entire vehicle fit on half of my workbench. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the 30-foot section of it, the 10-foot section. I mean, it's amazing. In the lev rack, I've got two little shelves where all the contents that were taken out of the vehicle, you know, other than the the, the pertinent, you know, suspension and and yeah. Anything in the drivetrain is still on me. Um but yeah, it, it's amazing how few things there are. I, really I mean, when you think about it, no air, no heat, no radio, no power windows. Like it doesn't like so many of those things that require wiring and electric motors and and I'm strippers and locks. And it doesn't I mean, have door I'm, locks. I'm, it doesn't have anything. I'm even I'm even dwindling it down more. Right. I mean, there are going to be no windshield wipers on this thing. So why windshield wiper motor? So boom, I can eliminate that. So it creates yeah. some space. If there's no space in that behind that dash anyway. So I'm creating, you know, a nice little pocket of a six by six that I can use. So, I mean, it, it's just going to be totally updated, both visually and, and mechanically. Mechanic, so. Have you figured out uh, what, what brake package to go to or who are you working with on brakes? Because there's a fitment issue. You can't go, the car looks stupid on 19 inch wheels, right? So you got to go with a oh, yeah, man, size I'm, wheel. I'm, going, I'm so, dropping down. I got 16s, but I want to go 15s so yeah. I can, so, so I you can, can do an, I'm going to do a knockoff Halibrand. I'm going to powder coat everything black. I'm going to do white wall, Goodyear, freaking NASCAR tires. The thing's going to look absolutely sick. It's going to look like a NASCAR prepped, cobra and right. all black you know the 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 lighting will all be updated um but it'll all be there to match and uh yeah i'm just gonna do my little twist on right and that's i think all. that's a good i think it's a good jumping off point for that with that engine in there sort of a, a, a you know sort of a nascar themed 
uh, version of the Cobra is, is, is the way to go. It needs to be just, it needs to be all a little bit beefier, a little bit meaner, a little bit bolder, a little wider, a little meaner. Roll yeah. cage is going to be a little bit bigger, right? Yeah. So, I mean, everything's just going to be updated. And the, the the biggest issue that we have right now is figuring out what what rear to put in the damn thing. I mean, do I stay with the Jag rear end, you know, inboard brakes, or do I move them out, change the the, the weight, you know, in the rear? And, um, my camera just kind of pulls it's out. Moving, when you move cool. your hands up, <laughs> the camera moves around. <laughs> it moves around. I don't know where move it's Move up. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest question that we have right now. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now have you, have you, what are well, the, if you don't go with the Jag rear, do you know what the other options are? Have you, cause you reached out to the company that makes the cars. Yeah. But they didn't give me an answer. I didn't specifically ask them about that. I was talking to Savaggio. You can put a, put a, a you know, a Dodge pumpkin in that thing. I can just put a Dodge rear in it. Yeah. That's there are a lot saying. of options, you know, there are a lot of options, but I just, I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to say let the people decide, but I'm going to talk to a couple of people who've done the transformation, have changed it and see what they think. Yeah. When we're, when we're out at Barrett Jackson, we can swing by, uh, uh, talk to, you know, Lance Stander at, at Superformance and kind of see what he's doing too. He usually has a big display with a bunch of cars. We can even kind of peek under one of those. I sent him a yeah, message. Unique motor cars that. said, unique motor cars said, why change it? You know, yeah. I mean, stick with the Jag rear end. And a lot of people are going to say that, but I, I want to hear the other side of the fence. Yeah. Cause I, I'm sure Lance has built some high horsepower cars for clients as well. And maybe he has a Maybe, you know, he's got a thought going, well, we use this rear end, but really it caps out about 600 horsepower or something like that, which is insane for that car anyway. But, you know, on the occasion that somebody asked for more than that horsepower, like we're in the range you're at, uh, maybe he's got uh, other thoughts or or just ways to to beef it up or or to do some things to it. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to have a, a, a chat with him to see how. Uh, how he's sort of evolved all of his his cars over the years, and he's done the the Daytonas and the Coupes and stuff. So um, maybe he's doing something a little differently under those cars. Yeah, and there's not one way to do it, and people have done it for the past thirty years. Yeah, at least, right. And so why not? Uh, I don't want to reinvent the wheel by any stretch. And so why not uh, go on people's experiences? I'm not set on one one thing by any means. Um. Can I tell you about the 70 Coronet with the with the 1500 horsepower DSR motor going in? No. No, we didn't get into that yet. That's the that's why the GT that's why the GTX is up in the air. I'm con I'm considering doing a swap with Warman for my four speed numbers matching GTX, 68 GTX for a roller 70 Coronet that I can slide Savaggio's chassis under because it's on the way. And then okay. DSR is DSR has provided me with the DSR fifteen hundred, uh, so I just slap that on the chassis and put that seventy coronet body on it. Big slapstick and go have some fun. So that's, that's the next one. That's after the Cobra. That's an interesting car because that has like this squinty eyed, angry face in the front, and it's kind of a love or hate it face. I hated it before I bought it, and I've got a seventy triple black six pack car. That I, you know, was right there behind us somewhere. Um, the camera didn't fail; you see it. But um, 
I just, I hated the car. Then I, I flew to Barrett Jackson just to see it in person because I was interested in it. Yeah. But I, I thought it was ugly. And when I saw it in person, man, it was, it spoke to me. And I've, I've seen people do the GTXs. I've seen them do Roadrunners. Uh, I've seen them do the Chargers with these new, new Hemi motors. And I haven't seen anybody do that 70 Coronet with, with that face just staring at you. I'm doing it. Yeah. It's not, you're right. Like it's, it's a, it's a cool piece, but it's not it's not the prettiest car. So it's not high up on the on a customer's list of going, hey, let's let's do this car. But you know, it's got some interesting things that I think um like Savaggio can massage a little bit going on in the front grill, the the double scoops on the hood, if that's the the hood, you know, he can do something a little interesting there or or get rid of them or or the side scoop. It the thing is is like some of the scoops on that thing just look a little kind of tacked on like, like it's got kind of a, like a bulbous fender, but the scoop doesn't really match. It's kind of squared you off. Accentuate so. the positives. That's what we do. That's what Sopagio right. does. That's what the ring brothers do. That's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you try to do and do it as subtly as possible. So that's, that's the, the tune that we're going to take, but I'm not going to, it's not going to be a, a, a spit and polish cup. It's yeah. going to be, you know, like a, not a Joe dirt by any stretch, but, on the way to a Jupiter, it's going to be a driver, but it's going to underneath of all that metal. It's it's everything's going to be brand new and nasty. So it's going to be fun. I can't. I really can't wait. And and the GTX. Why trade the GTX for this? It's just not a because car you drive it, much. Well, it's a car that it's one of those that, and you know, I'm a collector, right? Everybody's got one or two or three cars over in the corner going. Yeah, I'm going to get that. To, I'm going to get to that, you know, in a couple of days. Or I've got, I've got a vision for it down the road. I'm going to get to. I've been saying that for ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, life's I, too I, short. I life's too short, and I'm not going to cut up and bastardize what why I bought that car, which is because it's a numbers matching survivor, right? The engine compartment's been done been gone over and freshened up but it's every nut and bolt underneath that car as i have it up in the air is original and it's cool and it tells a story and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna erase that story like people are doing with history these days i'm not doing it and so who do i reach out to that i know is going to preserve it and give it its right home and find somebody who either wants it or he'll keep it in his collection it's mark one he's the guy and who has probably a 70 coronet sitting in his in the back mark Warren. And who also has a 76 pack triple black four speed CUDA of mine that needs to be completed that I owe him money, Mark Warren. So it all, you know, it all yeah. serves a purpose. Yeah. We and should it's talk a good to, story. We should talk to Mark again once you guys uh, start. Uh, if you close the deal with him, let's have him on and, and chat a little bit about what, what his thoughts are on 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 the GTX, like what, what he's going to do with it. Maybe he's got plans for it. Never know. Um, and Never you know, know it's, but he's I, a good curator, obviously. And he's a good guy. I like chatting with him. So we should have him on again and kind of see what's going on over in, in Mormon shop. Oh, yeah. He's um, awesome. God knows uh, the antics that are going on over at uh, Graveyard Coast. Uh, I believe they're showing him on Speed Vision, right? Um, he's his his shows are, are popping up. I think um I don't know if it's I, I think new so. episodes or the reruns, but um Mormon's on Speed Vision. So if you guys want to catch up on what's going on with uh with uh uh, with Mark Warman's shop, um, find Speed Vision. It's on a bunch of streaming platforms now, I believe. Um, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool project. I, I, <clears throat> you were talking to Salvaggio a while back too about uh, the the Jeep, the military Jeep, 
And I, I think. Oh, and then there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that moving forward? Is that on hold for now? That's moving forward. We've got a chassis for that one. And so, yes, it's moving forward. Like I said, there's so many things going at once. It's hard to really concentrate on one of them because they're all so damn cool. I'd, I'd like to only have one going so that I can, you know, be ecstatic about it. But um, yeah, it's, I don't know what stage it's at right now. We were waiting for a chassis. And since he's in the chassis business now, he's provided. And so uh, we'll get that thing buttoned up and it's, it's close. Mario's got to provide the Hellcat for it. Well, provide my Hellcat for it. And then uh, the thing should be uh, getting closer for damn sure. Yeah. Salvaggio's doing his chassis. We, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, we, we texted a little bit and he was, he's telling me he's doing his chassis and stuff now. So yeah, we should um, check in with him as well. But uh, uh, is Salvaggio going to be out at, at Barrett Jackson, do you think? So Vajia will be out at Barrett Jackson along with his uh, parachute handle and parachute and uh, rear seat delete for the Demon 170. So, oh, um, so he might have a booth out there. I don't think he's going to have a booth. I'm just saying that he sent me the stuff yesterday and we're going <laughs> to actively be <laughs> showing it to everybody knowing that he's yeah. behind it all. So, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll be a good event. Excited to go out there. I'm his booth. <laughs> You're his booth. Yeah. Um, I was just uh, chatting with Aaron Shelby. He's going to be coming out as well. I think Shelby's got a charity car going up um, yeah. on Friday night, which will be kind of cool. That'll be kind of exciting. Um, and uh, and Ford is doing the VIN number one dark horse. Now, in the past, the charity cars have always done very well. The VIN number one cars, like the Mustang, should pull over half a million dollars for that car. Now, in the past, you would win the right to get VIN number one and then build it the way you want to build it. But because of the, the production timing on, on the, on the new Mustangs, the 2024 Mustang VIN number one is built. So you get to buy the car, but you get it as is. Uh, and it's the blue Ember metallic, which I don't think Ford has available yet, but it was in their um in their show car the hero car that they brought up to the show so you get that kind of color changing metallic like it's a little like mystic chrome that was on the the 0304 cobra back in the day so you get that you get the six-speed manual and uh the big uh the big performance package with the six piston front brembo brakes and the 14 inch rotors and the pirelli trofeo rs tires and and the whole thing. So that's that's the car you get. You get the VIN number one that is built, uh, already done. Um, um, I said performance pack, but it's a handling pack. And you get the Recaros and 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 the whole deal. So that'll be kind of interesting to see as well. And of course, that always benefits uh, uh, a charity. I think that's uh, JDRF is going to be the charity on that. I don't know if that's going Friday or Saturday night, but Shelby said they're doing a, uh, uh, Aaron told me that Shelby's doing a, a car Friday night. So it'd be kind of interesting to see, but anyway, it should be a good event. Um, uh, for those of you that are a great event for traveling around the country and coming to Arizona, I get out there and it's like, Hey, it's 45 at night. It's a little chilly, but I understand people are getting their ass kicked all over the country with this weather. Um, yeah, so, well, it's 20 degrees outside in Texas uh, right now, yeah. and that's that's a that's a high comparatively to the last two days. Yeah, um, I think tonight uh, it's going to get, or last night it got down to 12. So, 
Yeah, we're getting our asses kicked. So anything above 50, uh, hopefully Scottsdale will be that next week. Yeah, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll during during the day, forward. it should be for sure. During the day, it should be. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, I started doing some stuff just before we wrap up. Um, it's so funny. So um, I'm putting a few things up on YouTube and I was taking the Ford Lightning behind me and I was like, yeah, let's just, I just want to do something. People don't want to see EVs. Yeah, I, I, I put, uh, I got the, the wheels from it, um, from Holly performance. So the Shelby American wheels for the truck. And I went with the Shelby wheels is because obviously we have a relationship with Shelby and I like the look of the wheel and it's an F-150 wheel. So it's low tested to 2,500 pounds. It's, you know, I didn't have to fuss around with, will the wheel work? And it's a heavy EV and whatever. So I put it up there and it's got a handful of views and I put it up on social media and a handful of views, but and, and I just forget kind of like where how brutal social media is. Or it's, can it's, be. it's, it's, it's just, I, yes. On one hand, it's like, I can't like so many people just like hate this truck and, mm -hmm. and feel compelled to say so. And it's like, it's fine. It's, it's mine. It's not theirs. And listen, uh, every time you watch it and hate it, uh, it's a, you know, I get another penny from YouTube, so rack them up. <laughs> but uh, I just, maybe it's just outside of the car community or outside of California or both. But uh, the the lack of love for EVs outside of that world, outside of this, you know. Outside of California? Outside of California, and maybe the, the car community, because it's like when we go to things like a Detroit Auto Show or LA Auto Show or CES or whatever, um, that's such the forefront of what's happening in, in on it doesn't in mean people have world. to like it, though. No, you don't have to like it, and you and don't have to like screen. the truck. Um, and you don't have to like the truck. And you're, you're seeing companies backtrack a little bit going, eh, maybe we're not going to be a fully EV company. Maybe we're going to focus a little bit more on on, you know, other technologies and hybrids and still keep some gas engines and stuff around. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I'm just, um, it's, it's entertaining to say the least to see the amount of comments coming in. Uh, you know, I got like three, hate nice wheels. This should look good. And then the rest are just like, that'll look great. If you drove it off a cliff, the EV, exactly. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's interesting. You got to know your but, audience, man. I okay. Mean, so let's, just... let's, let's talk about Dodge for a second. Does Dodge know their audience? You've definitely seen the photos. All right? I can tell you are my two cars at auction, Barrett Jackson tomorrow, uh, next Saturday night, the 27th, as they go across the block, their value is going to go up based upon those spy photos that were seen by everyone yesterday. So the, these photos that were leaked, I don't know. They're not leaked. I don't know. Somebody from Dodge put them up. I don't even remember who. But And then Dodge ran with it and Dodge Garage ran with it. But it's the Dodge Charger Daytona, the electric vehicle. It, it still has kind of the cool front end where the air goes kind of through the grill and over the top of the hood. Um, the back starts to look more like a Dodge Charger. Um, now, it is a two-door Charger. So... I don't know what they're going to do with a challenger or what the idea here is or what the lineup's going to be, but this is pretty much showing us what the electric charger is going to look like. Also, you've noticed conventional door handles, conventional mirrors, um, you know, the, the lighting, this, all of that stuff is, looks to be pretty much production ready. 
Now, of course, we're going to go, hey, the concept car looked cooler because the concept car had little digital mirrors or cameras and flush door handles. And and yeah, that's always going to be the case. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting. And yes, this brings up the question is like the audience is Dodge's betting on converting some of their performance enthusiasts, the Hellcat owners to a performance enthusiast EV. And, you know, of course the company has, they're going to have EVs and they're going to have hybrids and they're going to have, you know, like what they're doing with Ram and, and whatever, but, but the charger is always leaned toward the, the performance enthusiast. Even if you got the base model, you, you know, plain engine, whatever it, it had a look to it. You could still get the stripe packages and, and the different trim levels and stuff for it. So um, I, I'm, I'm wondering because they're not really giving Dodge fans a choice. There's not a gas engine version and then an EV version. Um, like the Porsche Macan, for example, they've got the EV. That's going to be the future of the Macan, but they're going to sell it at least for the first year or a couple years side by side with the gas engine version. So you can get the gas engine or the EV version if you like that vehicle. Um, but there's not going to be, a, excuse me, a gas engine charger. I think if Dodge did that, they'd sell three of the EV versions. Right. If it was side by side. So they're kind of forcing the fans into it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it won't be fun to drive like Tim Kaniskis and Mark Trossel and the guys over there. They have a, a they they have an inclination for the performance, the over the top. Look at what they've done with the Hellcat. I mean, the I, I the, the Demon 170 that you've got going up at auction. I, you really have to kind of think about that car because. Because um, David Freiberger uh, brought this up. He's like, listen, it, it's not that difficult to make a thousand horsepower, but it is to make it emissions legal OEM from the factory, pass all of the tests and warranted and, and reliable. Warranty and reliable. Like now that's tough to do yeah. when you're not, I don't know, Koenigsegg or Bugatti, right? And you're charging $4 million for a car. You know, like this is this is tough to do for a hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand dollar, you know, uh, you know, uh, car or even a couple hundred thousand is tough to do. Mm. Um. Anyway, that kind of performance into an EV, I think it'll be an interesting car. I think it'll be a car that I definitely would like to try to drive. I'd like to mm. get behind the wheel and see how it performs. Um. At SEMA, there's been a few vehicles in the aftermarket where they're adding sounds. Um, I, I'm not sure how well that product is is moving, uh, making it sound like an engine when it's not an engine. And it's, Dodge has their own version of that also. They do. I'm That's curious. what they're doing you know, with this vehicle. It, I, it's, I, obviously a, a it's obviously a turning point in the automotive world and how... Are the are Dodge's loyal fans going to react to not having a choice anymore? Right. Um, right. Yes. I'm, hey, man, I'm one of them. Right. So, but we'll, you're gonna we'll, you're we'll, gonna have we'll to get in this car. Our expectations are high, and it's hard. And it's hard to get. It's hard to. It's hard to go from what they just produced to no V8. Um, 
so what they're going to have to do is going to be, it's going to have to be so nice and so special to, to win everyone over immediately. I think that, you know, I hope that they do it. Look, look at my garage. <laughs> I've got all dodges. Oh, uh, listen. Right? I, so I hope, you know, I, like anyone, they do it for sure. But I think, I think, I think you're a great target audience for this car. If Dodge can convince you, then Dodge can convince a lot of their fans. <laughs> there's a hundred percent. They, I, I bet they could convince 99.9% of them if they can convince me. And it, it took me a couple of years to come around to the, to the uh, challenger iteration that just went extinct yeah. you know it took until i can't remember when it was and they changed the the rear fashion you know the rear end of the car and made they, it look palatable as opposed to a bulbous piece of ass that's hanging off the back of the car and i didn't have, i didn't i didn't even look at the car prior to that you have so charger hellcats and and the idea of a four-door charger was a little bizarre to me but they they convinced a lot of people. It sells twice My as many car. as the Challenger. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Since you've had it down here, when you got it uh, here back when you were in California and I came over, you're like, you weren't sure and you got it. And you're like, no, this is, this is my daily car. This is, I love this. Still car. my favorite, still my favorite for I mean, you know, under $150,000. Right. Right. Um, I, I just think this car is, like, I think if you go in, and this is for everybody, if you go in with an open mind and go, this isn't the Charger or Challenger it's replacing, this is a different vehicle, then evaluate it based on that. Is it a fun vehicle? Is it interesting? Does it perform the way you want? Um, not necessarily. But, you, but as a purist, you have to compare and contrast because what you loved, it was just taken away from, and this is in its place. So, I mean, they're obviously, you know, or the comparisons. And so I, I don't know, our expectations are really high, especially <laughs> after given a thousand twenty twenty five horsepower option to purchase. Well, listen, good for them. They went out with a bang, like literally there's a big thousand twenty five horsepower bang. So, um, all right, listen, let's, uh, let's wrap things up. We'll try to get one more show in the, in the, in the can next week before we head out to Barrett Jackson. And for those of you coming out to Barrett Jackson, um, uh, you know, we get all my cars out there. A bit on the cars. Have a good time. Uh, come if if you see us, come say hi and uh, and you know, or give us a wave or whatever. We just love to see you guys. Um, appreciate it. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks. Until next time. Keep the air and the spare in the bag of the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Carcast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarcastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.